We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. Blue Wire. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast brought to you by Blue Wire and this week presented by DirecTV NFL Sunday Ticket, DoorDash, and BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. What I am sharing with you today is a clip from my other podcast, my interview series with Baseball America, From Phenom to the Farm, an episode that dropped this Tuesday with Cody Decker. If you're not a baseball fan, if you're not quite familiar with Cody Decker, uh, Cody Decker is is one of the more famous minor league baseball players of the past decade. Uh, he spent 11 years in minor league baseball, was, was very beloved in all the cities he played in, um, You know, was very notable for his YouTube channel where he did prank videos and just baseball comedy content, one of the, the more famous prank videos where he convinced former big leaguer Jeff Francoeur that they had a deaf teammate for over a month that is called On Jeff's Ears. I highly recommend it. The reason why I'm sharing this clip is not just to cross-promote. I would love every baseball fan to check out From Phenom to the Farm. It's an interview series that drops every other Tuesday. But the thing about Cody is in that 11-year minor league career, he got called up exactly one time to the big leagues, spent about 20 days in the big leagues with the, with the Padres. If that kind of story, longtime minor leaguer, engaging, likable guy who gets you know twenty days in the show sounds familiar, it's uh, it, Cody is like a real life Crash Davis from Bull Durham, and this this following clip is is a bit from the interview where I kind of ask him about that. What happens when you start getting Crash Davis comparisons and kind of you know we'll we'll go into his big league call up a little bit. If you want to hear the full thing, Cody is is one of the most entertaining guys in terms of talking baseball. That that full episode is available 
on the From Phenom to the Farm podcast, wherever you get your podcast uh, presented by Baseball America. But uh, yeah, for now, here is uh, my clip with Cody Decker. On Monday, I am releasing an episode ranking my top three worst and best sports movie coaches as voted on by the Big Screen Sports Facebook group. So check, you know, check in for that. But uh, here's a clip from me and Cody Decker on From Phenom to the Farm. You know, once back back to the the actual playing part of baseball. Mm-hmm. Once you get past you know two hundred games in AAA, three hundred games in AAA, do you start coming to the ballpark every day thinking like, okay, today's the day I get the call? When do you start hearing like Crash Davis comparisons, or when do you start wondering if it's ever coming? Um, I got I start getting Crash Davis uh, comparisons, man early in my career. I think my second year at double A, I think it was uh, 2012 is when I started getting that. So I go back to start the year in double A, I get moved to triple A and at the end of the year, I get sent back to double A and I hit uh, 29 home runs between the two places, ended up having a good year. I feel like I got robbed of a lot of at bats. I sat for the first month of the season because they had some prospects that needed to play. And, and now we have a new, another new front office. So now I'm in my, you know, my fourth year, but I'm in my third front office so it's like I'm like, OK, I need it. Now I have to make these guys like me. It was like every year I had a new front office and I had to start from scratch and making our front office know who I am and believe that I can play. And every time I got them on board with me, they got fired and we had a new front office. I I really picked the worst couple of years to play for the San Diego Padres, to be quite honest. During my time, we had five GMs, three owners. Um, and, you know, I just wasn't getting a whole lot of opportunity. Um, which which is unfortunate, but I, I mean I don't have a single negative thing to say about the Padres. I I loved being a Padre. I wanted to go back many times. It just you know never came to fruition. Um, but yeah, the Crash Davis comparison, you know, me getting to the big leagues only really amplified the Crash Davis uh, thing because I just like Crash Davis, I had my twenty days in the show. Well, then walk me through that. Walk me through you know what's getting the call like, and then what you know your your twenty days in the show. Well, um, I remember, man, that the year before, I thought I should have been called up in 2012. Um, my manager, John Gibbons, called me in the office and said, listen, Deck, I'm sorry. I think you should have gotten a shot, but, you know, go home and stay ready just in case something happens. And then I remember the next year, uh, I spent the whole year in AAA. I only got 300 at-bats, which was frustrating, but I still hit 20 homers. And, and I remember my, you know, had the front office said, listen, as of now, we don't know if we're going to make a move, but if we do, just stay ready for the next couple of days because this guy's a little banged up, so you might get the call. And I remember I, I got passed over by our double-A first baseman. They called him up instead of me, and I remember I called the front office and asked for my release, and they said no. <laughs> it was, uh, uh, God, it was, it was a very weird time. And then the next year in 2014, um, they told my manager I wasn't getting called up after telling him a month earlier that I was. You know, we just got AJ Preller and he wasn't interested in calling me up at the time. So I, I was said, wow, I just you know again I only had 450 at bats and but hit you know 30 homers. What do I have to do? And that I going to that last year, I just kind of stopped paying attention. I just said, listen, I'm just gonna have fun and play my game. And then when Murph got called, uh, became the manager of the big league team, I thought, well, maybe he'll fight for it. And after time went on and it wasn't happening, I just said, well, if that's not going to do it, nothing's going to do it. I guess I should just get ready for a free agency and see what happens. 
Uh, we get the playoffs. Uh, we get knocked out of playoffs. And I remember I wrote a long thing, and Sam uh, Ganey was the head of player development at the time. It was his first year. He's roughly the same age as me. And I remember I sent him a text um, just saying how much I appreciated uh, him that year and how much I appreciated the organization. And uh, he's going to kill it at the job and good luck. And um, I really had nothing. Just wish you guys all the best. And I got a phone call from my landed in LAX the next day. I was, you know, sad. Didn't want my time. I figured I was even thinking maybe my career is over. You know, I think free agency is going to come along and people are going to see my numbers. Um, you know, I hold the San Diego Padres minor league home run record. I think people are going to see that and go, well, there must be something wrong with them. Let's not touch them. I'm like, I think I've, I'm just thinking my career is over. And I remember I get a phone call from Sam Ganey. And I think he was just going to say thank you for uh, the, the text I sent him. And he just said, listen, I know there are other guys in the organization you're closer to, but I just want you to know that text meant a lot to me. And uh, I think you're a baggage claim right now. I said, yeah. He said, great. We need you to get your bags and get on a flight. The team needs you in Arizona. And I just paused for a second. I just said, I'm sorry, what? Like, you're going to the big leagues. And I just said, I, I first pleaded with him a quick second. I said, listen, you know I've done a lot of pranks. If this is a prank, it's a very good one. But I just want you to know it might push me over the edge. <laughs> and he just laughed. He said, no, this is real. You've been called up to the big leagues. You're joining the team in Arizona. And my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, picked me up at the airport. And she got out of the car. And I, I had tears in my eyes. And she just came out of the car. And I just told her I was going to the big leagues. And it was we both lost it. Uh, I got to go home, tell my parents, and I uh, got on a flight and joined the team. Um, wasn't a whole; it, it was a great experience. I I didn't get a whole lot of opportunity. I thought I was going to play a little bit. I kind of only got one start, uh, and the rest were all pinch hit appearances. And I'd never really pinch hit before, so you know it didn't go as good as I hoped. But it was an amazing experience, and I'm glad I got an opportunity to say that I at least got to the big leagues. What's the one thing about being in the big leagues that surprised you that you weren't ready for? I don't think there was anything I wasn't ready for. I think I that particular team was a slightly interesting time. You know, Bud Black was fired mid-season. It was AJ Preller's first full season. They brought in a lot of superstars that they thought were going to jumpstart the organization and it ended up being the exact opposite. I got up there and it was the most poisonous uh clubhouse I'd ever been in, in my life. I have never seen anything like it before or since. Uh, unfortunately, and it wasn't for lack of talent. That team had all the talent in the world. It was more, I'd, I, I've never seen a team that actively hated each other quite like that team did. Um, so I walked into, it was like walking into, when, in the clubhouse, it was like walking directly on hot coals. That's that's not ideal. Yeah, it was, it was not, it wasn't good. It was, it was tough. It was, at all times, it was tense. Guys were at each other's throats nonstop. It was it was an ugly clubhouse to be a part of, which is unfortunate. I was really looking forward to getting there, and uh, you know, I know the next year the team was way different, and and since then, but you know, I think it was just I, the the worst the worst thing the worst thing that ever happened in my career was just I think I had horrible timing at all times. Played for the Padres during the worst years. I ended up getting called up to you know one of the worst Padre teams. I think it was just I I missed my time. That's all. 
And that's it for my conversation with Cody Decker. If you want to hear the full thing, it is a, a incredible story, incredible run from Cody. He talks about his time at UCLA playing with Trevor Bauer and Garrett Cole. Uh, talks about the prank that I mentioned in the intro, convincing Jeff Francoeur that, uh, that a teammate was deaf. And he talks about his last at bat in the minor leagues, truly walking off in every sense. Uh, but yeah, you can tune into that at the uh, the From Phenom to the Farm podcast presented by Baseball America, wherever you get your podcast. And tune in for Monday's episode talking my top three and bottom three sports movie coaches. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.